After a hiatus, we are back to taking care of business. I'm Financial Mail Editor Rob Rose. I'm Financial Mail Money Editor Juliette Televi, and this is where we chat to the men and women behind big business stories of the moment. Now, South Africa, you'd think, has more banks than you can shake a stick at, and yet that's not stopped a clutch of new entrants muscling their way into the scene. Most notably, Time Bank, which has the backing of billionaire Patrice Motsepe. In its short life, it's already attracted more than 600,000 customers and a new CEO, in this case, Torek Kiran, um, who has replaced Ndile Shabalala, and he is our guest in studio today. Torek, thanks very much for coming in. Yeah, good to speak to you both. Thanks. Um, Torek, I wanted to ask, I mean, you, the way I understand it, you studied engineering first, right? And then how did you end up in this position right now? Oh, gosh, you, you're throwing me back uh, a long way now, Rob. Um, yeah, I, I did a master's in materials engineering um, and then drifted into into the space of technology innovation. Um, and, and then from there sort of um, joined Deloitte, who at the time um, was commercializing new technology um, for corporates. I worked there for a bit and then wanted to um, follow my my passion in that. At the time, uh, joined the public sector a little bit uh, and did that on a full-time basis, um, licensing intellectual property, things of that nature, and then went back to Deloitte. Um, and I think when, it, when I went back to Deloitte, um, we, we had started a number of um, non-banking ventures for, for big corporates, uh, including um, uh, Rand Uranium for, for Harmony Gold, which is a 3.2 billion rand capitalization project with, with Pomozzi at the time. Uh, but eventually uh, ended up consulting uh, to Standard Bank. Um, and that was probably 12 years ago now. Hmm. Um, and, 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 and really what Standard Bank was doing uh, at the time was it was responding to the cry of the financial services charter to make banking uh, accessible to ordinary South Africans. But very importantly, I realized that you cannot just do that through a simple product or pricing tweak or, or a different distribution model, you actually fundamentally had to think about uh, the business model uh, um, differently. Um, and, and that's really where the journey started, you know. Um, mm. and, and the first 12 months that I spent on that um, financial inclusion assignment was, was really in the taxi industry. I mean, so was that actually the genesis of time? Because here we are, 2019, what you launched last year, but actually it goes back a lot further than that and back to the Deloitte days. Yes, I, I, I would consider that as, 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 as the genesis of when the core um, team that founded time learned their first hard lessons about financial inclusion and digital banking. So, so uh, myself, um, albeit as a consultant to, to the bank, um, but others as well, um, probably most uh, guy by the name of Kunrad Juncker, um, who's, who's the founder of Time. Um, Kunrad was ya- running that uh, community banking business for Standard Bank at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's fair to say that that's when we, um, when we f- sort of cut our teeth and learned our initial hard lessons around financial inclusion. So, so in terms of time, where it is now, I mean, what is it, you know, we talked about how we have so many banks right now. Why do we need time? What does it do differently? Yeah, I, I think... I, think I mean, I need time. We all need time <laughs> in our lives, this particular <laughs> variation of it. Yeah, I, I, I think if we just um, step back um, from the landscape just for a second and, and look what has happened over the, um, let's say, the last decade in the banking sector, there's been an absolute uh, proliferation of uh, access to bank accounts. 
but that's largely because of the way in which um, the SASA um, grant mm-hmm. distribution was approached, right? Um, now, one of the consequences of that is that whilst our bank population uh, is now over 80%, the vast majority, if you ask me, of that segment is still actually quite severely underserviced, right? So you find behavior like sweeping uh, still incredibly prevalent. Um, sweeping. Sweeping, so account sweeping, so money in, money out, right? So, okay. so, so basically it's a temporary store of value because the payer of the money has prescribed that you need a bank account on the other end of the And that's like the welfare grants. For example, that's a classic, that's a classic case in point. Um, so, so I think that there is ample opportunity to meet customers' needs um, more deeply. Um, then, then if we sort of come closer to home um, and, and you look at the, the competition uh, or the incumbents, You've got you've you've got the big banks, um, and and they do what they do, and 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 that's sort of where we're landing up with a large portion of the population that's still underserviced, um, and then you've got the the um, the introduction of these of these new players, uh, I, and I think what what happens is they they lumped up uh, as digital banks, and, and rightfully so because you know um, we are digital banks. But I, but I actually think fundamentally, I suspect that the three business models of the new players are actually are actually quite different. I mean, what's your business model? How does it differ then to Discovery Bank or Bank Zero? Uh, Bank Zero? Yeah. So 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 Dis- Discovery, uh, wonderful business, um, massively entrenched, established, huge organization. Um, they they've been quite clear now since since releasing. Um, very specific information about their product suite, where they're focusing in the market. And I think it's fair to say that they are focusing on, on segments that one would consider as, as more affluent. Um, if you look at where we've, where w- the way we've designed our proposition, it's really in the underserviced segment. So yes, we compete, but we can compete at the fringe. Um, uh, by the way, we're actually finding that, that customers across all demographics are, are signing up with us. Now, Discovery, I believe, will compete because they're targeting that particular segment. They can go with a sort of digital-only approach. Distribution is not absolutely critical in their lives. But they will differentiate, I believe, on uh, a compelling rewards program Mm. uh, backed by uh, immense data uh, and analytics. Uh, There's there's a strong element to that, to our business as well. But I think fundamentally, uh, where we differentiate ourselves there is on the distribution leg. So distribution for the market that we're going through is absolutely imperative because this notion of digital only, right, I think is, is conceptual in nature. One, if you, if you want to make financial services um, broadly accessible to ordinary South Africans, or two, you end up, you end up just creating a niche. So that's the first area. Uh, Rob of, of differentiation. The second area is 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 on cost. So can, can I just ask before you get sure. that Bank Zero? I mean, they have a different idea as well. I mean, how does their their business model differ from from yours? So, in fairness, I don't know much about their model. They've they've been um, uh, uh, and I say this as much as quite quite cryptic, yeah. um, and 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 who wouldn't be right? I I, I don't want to be Rassi Rasmus revealing my <laughs> my game plan to you know at the pre-match um, 
um, press conference. Um, but but what I what I do know is that um, is the pedigree of those three founders, right, and the accomplishment. So so. I mean, do you yeah. almost feel like the guinea pig in the new entrant uh, zoo? Because so now they haven't actually launched yet. A yes. Discovery Bank, I think, has only got about ten thousand customers or so far. Yeah, I think they're um, taking so, their time. So you haven't. So you're out the blocks. You've got six hundred thousand customers or thereabouts. Yes. Maybe they're looking at you and thinking, "Oh, okay, this is what they're doing. We're going to do it differently." So you're almost out there on your own, or is that a nonsensical way to kind of look at you as a new entrant compared to the others? Um, conceptually, I th- I, 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 it's a good question. I, 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 to be honest, I don't, I don't lie awake. Uh, uh, about this because you know we've we've gone to market and customers have responded incredibly positively we've been very blessed so if you messed it up you would know by now that you'd messed it up uh, sure <laughs> um i i i do whether they they're sitting and waiting I, I i really don't know you know it's it's not cheap to 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 keep a bank in a holding state um but again i'm speculating here so 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 I don't. I don't think that's at play here. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, the second differentiator you're speaking about is cost, and yeah. I do think that, you know, one of the reasons why there's been a massive distrust in banks for the last um, couple of decades is because banks have essentially been extractive. You know, people who don't understand financial services put their money in a bank and then find it depleted, and find costs have been rampaging through them. So you guys are going to be different to that, um, and I think Capitec has has proven that there's a potential model. I mean, Capitec pays you back money in your interest rates. I mean, that's quite a, and they've they've created a new market. For yourselves, I mean, costs are obviously one of the big things you've looked at. Absolutely, so so one of the critical architectural principles of a, of, of a digital bank is not only do you drive as much of your customer engagement to digital channels, but you actually pull that through to, to, to the process layer of your business as well, so you don't end up hiring thousands and thousands of people to uh, to scratch around in the mud or process manual forms and, and, and what have you. How many people do you have working for you? Uh, we've got a um, we've got a hybrid uh, workforce. So we've got about 160, uh, give or take, full-time people. Okay. And, and we've got a, a few handfuls of, of contractors, mostly in the IT space as well. Um, but, but one of the big reasons we can do that is not only because we're digital, right? It is also because we have a partnership-led model. So because we don't build all the bits and pieces of the ecosystem ourselves, um, we've teamed up, for example, our first partner is, is obviously Pick and Bane Boxer. So, so that, that access into the environment allows us to reach um, up to 20 million South Africans um, that are the ages 16 and older. Um, and we don't actually need a lot of staff to do that mm. because excuse me, um, we, we can leverage the thousands and thousands of cashiers uh, of that retailer to process uh, cash in and cash out of deposits and withdrawals. Um, and also um, during times when we don't have an ambassador in store, we can rely um, on the in-store staff to provide some su- su- support. Mm. Um, so, so coming back to the yeah. cost, if I may. Um, so, so I think the, the business model in its essence is is low cost um, f- for the reasons I mentioned partnership led the technology we use the digitization of of, of, of the business processes um, and and if you compare 
ourselves to our competition on, on a pure transactional account. Um, the Solidarity Union actually does a an annual bank review, and, and we consider it um, the yardstick. Um, and they, they use particular ba- two baskets of transactions. There's a 12-transaction basket and a 17-transaction-per-month basket. Um, and we are significantly cheaper, or low work cost, I should say, rather than, than the next in line there. And then to your point, Rob, um, it's not only about cost, it's about giving value back to value to what's become a value-conscious sure, consumer. But, but the consumers haven't felt it like they've got value yes. from the banks, I mean, historically, and I think that's created part of the perception that banks are, are not really your friends. <laughs> and, and I mean, I suppose that's changing that by not just ripping people off in fees because people do feel ripped off. The, you're right. The, 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 this is a multidimensional problem, I think. I, th- I think there are, um, you know, Banks, bank, banking in this country is still too expensive for the ordinary South Africans. Right. Um, then there's a, a sense of we're not getting enough value back, um, and, and 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 various um, players have 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 rewards programs and so on. Um, we 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 have partnered with um, Pick and Pay, so 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 we we get um, we integrate into their Smart Shopper program, which, as you know, is one of the most revered. Uh, and, and certainly one of the largest um, loyalty programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And and it was in June, um, actually quoted the wrong figure the other day, but in June we paid customers 24 million smart shopper points, which they would ordinarily not have not have earned. Um, but I, I think there's another dimension to it, um, which is really around the opaque and complex nature of of banking for, for mm. ordinary South Africans. And I think that in itself innately creates mistrust. So if you've got a complicated yeah, ba- you don't pricing sheet, charges are coming from or exactly, you know, um, and, and, and we've we've um, we've we've gone to great lengths to be really simplistic on this. So if you look at our transactional banking uh, product. Um, it's a great motto, you could use simpler, better, faster. <laughs> <laughs> it is tempting. Um, we, we, all our, most of our transactions are, are free or, or, or two rand, and the only other two options that we have on our pricing sheet is four rand or eight rand, right? There's no ad valorem, there's no decimal points, there's none of that gobbledygook. Mm. Um, and, 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 and what's been really pleasing to see is that the other banks have mimicked that. Some of the other banks have mimicked that, which is in the best interest of the consumer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I feel like Standard Bank must be gnashing their teeth if you know if this is a Deloitte thing that you worked on with Standard Bank initially. That was the genesis. But can I ask about lending? Um, our, our sure. colleague Stephen Cranston wrote about Time Bank recently and said you've written fewer than twelve loans since. Is that correct? Yes, and so, and, and so I think we're doing well. I mean, but do you want to do you want to write loans? Do you want to extend credit to people? Yes. So, so, so why have you only extended 12? And who are these people? Because they do are you, do you call them special. every day? Do they have so their own personal banker? A- absolutely. Each <laughs> one has a high-level private banker that sees to their, their big and call. Um, no, in all seriousness, we, um, I think it was in May, I stand under correction, I stood up um, with a room full of analysts and I said that in, in three months' time, you know, we, we're going to start building our, our personal loan um, product. Um, and we're going to pilot that, and three months later, we did that. Um, and so that's what it is. We, we weeks ago, uh, launched our pilot um, to a few staff and, 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 and a few non-staff, and, and, and really, that's what it's been. So the focus there has been 
um, and and will be quite frankly for the rest of the year to 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 make sure that our systems are absolutely resilient uh, when it comes to lending and to start establishing the confidence in our scoring techniques before before we go um, uh, to the open market uh, next year. I'd, I'd, I'd like to come back to your question around, should we be lending, right? So yeah, because, okay, I mean, my question is, yeah. one of the, it seems that there's a market that is desperate for much cheaper loans for micro and small businesses that the banks just don't want to, either they don't want to play in or they don't have to play in. It's it's messy, it's complicated, they don't have the collection systems. And I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking about someone who might borrow 500 Rand in the morning to buy their stock, someone who's a hawk and pay it back in the, in the evening. You know, and you could do that if you've got the technology that's enabled to track these kind of people. But bigger banks don't want to do this. This was the idea of the post bank, which wanted to use the cost of capital that you would get from the state. So you'd have a yes. much lower cost of capitals who you could extend kind of loans and micro loans at much cheaper rates than the micro lenders have traditionally. And I sort of wonder if that's not the missing link in South Africa's entire financial services system. It, it is a missing link. Um, and, and as you cited, you know, the, the post bank has a very clear mandate to play in that space. Um, I, I, I think adoption will be a significant challenge there because not everyone wants to go digital, right? There's, there's a sub-segment where it's actually not, for whatever reason, uh, in that customers to go, to go digital. Where, where we see, we see two distinct opportunities uh, to meet customers' needs. The, the first is in the, is in the consumer market. I think, you know, what we know and what we hear is that, you know, there's heavy over indebtedness uh, in the consumer se segment, but that's exactly what it is. That doesn't mean every single human being that has a credit record is, is over indebted, right? And we think that customers' needs are, are particularly a particular segment are not being being met there, right? So, so um, speed speed of access, for example, um, if you look at um, clients that that are thin files, so in other words, they don't have an extensive credit bureau uh, record, um, but well qualify um, for a loan, and lending will be in their best interest. That's where we feel we can. We won't start there, but we will. We will get there quite quickly through um, by augmenting credit bureau information with alternative forms of data. Okay, so 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 so. Um, and, and then do proper risk-based pricing. So, so actually qualify customers' uh, interest rate um, based, on, based on merit and deep insights into the customer. So that's on the consumer side. On, on, this, on the business side, Julieta, um, that's a different problem to crack. So, so I, I've, I've always said and believed that um, there are a few problems with the, with the small business sector and serving their needs here. The, 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 the one is that banks um, have a cumbersome onboarding process for businesses. Uh, the second is that banks are looking typically for the wrong signals to lend to customers. Mm. And the classic example here is, is a taxi operator. And, and, and so what an orthodox lender would do is they would look at a taxi operator's bank account in a personal capacity and say, oh, there's no money here, you can't afford this. But, but actually, it's not a cash-in-hand business. Sorry, it's not a cash-in-account business. Mm. And the other thing is that if you know anything about the taxi industry, you will know that the root profitability on a gross basis is actually controlled by the taxi association. So you should be assessing the future cash flows. It's the same with small 
businesses, for example, in the retail space. So, so what we what we uh, want to go to market and we'll pilot this year, uh, and first off next year we will go to the open market with this, is a proposition that basically allows us to entrench ourselves in the everyday lives of small businesses in the retail space to start off with. Okay. So, um, a, a device-led um, proposition um, that that will do a few things. Will acquire transactions obviously but will also allow the small business owner either off the device or a smart app uh, to electronically procure uh, goods and to pay for those goods electronically now that's a safer solution for for SMEs um, but importantly for us what we'll be able to do is see that information mm -hmm. through the procurement chain and once you see that information you are now getting the right data signal and that data signal says, Juliet, as a small business owner, you have been procuring um, cool drinks from a particular supplier for the last two or three months. You've paid on time. We can offer you a working capital loan yeah. off the back of it. And that. if I go and buy a Rolex, for example, you know that I've gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. Paying on time means paying on time. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, the lending business will help give you an extra margin. that will help the overall business model. But I look at the 600,000 customers you guys have yeah. got and... That doesn't say anything about the quality of those customers. A lot of guys could just go into a pick and pay and you get a card in a couple of minutes. It's really easy. It doesn't mean they're putting any money in there. How much money is actually collected in there? And, and what, what, is, what are your thoughts on the actual quality of the customers you've been signing up? Yeah, it's, it's early days for us and you're right. So, so we've, been, we've been growing at the rate of knots. Um, customer-wise. Customer-wise. Oh. Um, and in fact, customer-wise, we, we're one of the fastest growing uh, digital banks now in the world. So, so after cacao in South South Korea, we are we, we're the fastest growing, um, and I think we will be the fastest to to a million customers after cacao as well. Now, what we're seeing Foster in terms North of Korea even as well. <laughs> <laughs> what we're seeing, Rob, on uh, on on customer uh, activity is a couple of things. Just bear in mind, this is we're only five months old as well, right? So, so, so the one thing we are seeing is that um, the average balance on our savings account per active customer has been rising organically with time. Um, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. The, the one is that um, I think customers have, are trying us out. We're not naive. We know we're not going to switch customers en masse uh, from the word go, and we're not relying on that commercially as well. They're trying us out. They're trusting us, and we're actually seeing repeat deposits now. Um, and the other one, uh, it's, it's quite an important point um, that I need to make as a, as a digital banker is that there is a fundamental design in our in our in our goal save product. Excuse me, it's something very simple, but it, it, it's a it's an illustration of how simple things can can get you to the tipping point, and and that's really around the fact that we capitalize interest each and every day, and we display that growth to the customer in a user friendly fashion. So, so when she puts money into a girl's account, she can actually feel that this thing is growing. And by the way, we, we offer an incredibly attractive rate. What is the, what is up to 10%. And that's if you've got money in the account for, for 90 days or longer. So, and, and that's immediately available, right? It's absolutely liquid. Um, so, so that's the first thing we're seeing. The second thing we're seeing on our everyday, which is our transactional banking product, is we are seeing that the number of transactions per active customer is rising organically there as well. And I think that's for the same reason. So, so, so what we have, Julieta, this time, 
that we didn't have in, in days gone by is we've got a number of use cases. We haven't placed, we haven't bet the farm Mm. On one use case, like a send money use case or money remittance use case or buy airtime use case, we've got a a a, a, a richer uh, suite of 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 functionality that's of value of the customer. So different customers will enter the platform and they will latch themselves onto one particular use case. I think when they get comfortable with that, they 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 sort of broaden they broaden. So that's the other interesting thing we're seeing. It's early days for us, Rob. So we've. Um, We've taken in um, over a billion rand of deposits to date. We're only five months old. That's mm. a drop in the ocean um, <laughs> industry-wide. But everyone starts somewhere. And, and I can tell you that is, that is, um, that is increasing every month. So the, 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 the last, um, last 300,000 plus, 350,000, 350 million rand, sorry, was taken in the last month. So in terms of the 600,000 you've got, I mean, how no. many of those guys do you estimate are using it as their main main accounts? I, I, I don't know if those figures offhand, but I, I suspect that it's very, very, very few. Because um, so that's so your goal, right? That's what you want. Actually, yes, that would help. Um, and I've gone public on this before, right? We, we um, one of my big charges, right, is to bring this business to break even yeah, in three years' time. Okay. Now, in order to do that, um, we don't need to have the, the majority of our base doesn't have to be private bank customers. We probably need about 30% of that base to behaving in a way that's akin to a primary banking customer. You know, we probably need 30% of the base to be using one use case intensively only, and we probably need the rest of them to be to be sort of somewhere somewhere in between. Mm. So do you think you're going to hit that? Three years, you'll be break even. It, it's early days, so we, 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 we've got very little option in that, right? So, so that, I mean, yeah, do you have quite a lot of pressure? Are you under quite a lot of pressure from your major shareholders, uh, ARC, African Rainbow, Rainbow Capital being one of them? We've, we've, we've got incredibly um, supportive and empowering shareholders, right? Yeah, everybody does till it so, goes wrong. <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> once you start failing. So um, the, the, the business, generally speaking, across the, the various metrics have been tracking either on track or in many instances ahead of track. So, so we also have shareholders that understand that this is a bank and that one needs to grow responsibly. And, and we have demonstrated that. So, so even though we are acquiring um, over 110,000 customers over the last couple of months um, per month, um, you know, we, we will pull back if we need to, right? Um, and, it's, and, and, and that is particularly true of, of lending, right? So, so uh, that being said, we don't have to build an incredibly huge loan book, to be honest, by in three years' time. Mm -hmm. And we've also got lovely uh, flexibility in our business model because we've got a digital platform that's totally um, uh, sort of open service orientated ABI driven, right? We, we can distribute third party products where they make sense for the customer to do that. And, um, and we don't manufacture those products. We keep it simple, we control the customer experience and we generate income. And that's, that's capital efficient revenue, right? Because you, you're actually not investing a lot to generate that. So we've got strategic flexibility, I believe in our business model to accelerate break even or to hedge against other pullbacks that we mm. may, might experience. I wanted to ask, in terms of the business model, if you're not charging fees, 
um, and you're paying 10% interest. I mean, where will you make your money if it's not from, if lending is still so small? I mean, how how will you get reach that profit targets? So, so we actually do charge. We do charge some fees. The the way the way we make money is actually not dissimilar to how the traditional banks make money. The mix, the blend, the margins are different. So, so we make a bit of money off uh, transactional fee income. But it's much smaller though. I mean, it's, it's much smaller, but remember our cost base is much smaller as well. So there's margin there, um, and we can still be best priced in market. We make money. We don't pay away anything on our everyday account, right? So, so we play the treasury game there. So, th- there's, so there's money to be made uh, of lazy balances. Um, those balances are small now, but will c- will grow with time. Um, we've spoken about uh, lending, right? That's that's still a source of income, not absolutely critical for us to break even. We've got flex now, but absolutely critical f- for us to lend to build a big business. Mm. And then the last one is the point I mentioned, which is the, the distribution of, of third-party products. And and if you look at that across SME, excuse me, and consumer, that's effectively how the how the um, where the revenue streams come from. In order f- in order for you to believe in the business strategy, um, I, I like to distill it down for people to one thing. You've got to believe that we can drive adoption on our transactional platform, because the more customers transact, the more transactional fee income you will make, um, the more likely the customers to become sticky, the higher the balances will um, you know will go, the more money you make of that, the more information you will see to lend better to those customers. And then finally, the, 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 the better you will understand the broader needs of our customers to be able to give them and, and sort of serve up third-party products that are in their best interest. Torik, I think we've got to leave it there, but thank you very much for joining us in studio. It's been great to have you this afternoon. Let, unless, us, let unless us know when uh, Atul Gupta signs up to Time Bank. We'd love to sell a message. Good talking to you both. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.